Mary. I've been dreaming of her. We've never had a friend like her, and we all want to rub her the right way. Please welcome to the stage our beloved Drag Race Thailand Season 2 contestant, Jeannie! Hi, guys. <laughs> it's a magical, Hi, magical thing to be here with you. <laughs> oh. um, I'm so excited about this. I We have been... I mean, in some ways, I feel like we are just on this island just screaming out, is anyone watching Drag Race Thailand here? Right. Is anyone realizing how amazing this is? And I feel like um, in some ways, I'm like more starstruck by Drag Race Thailand than I am by RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, because we're just so far away. Just by how much away. I've loved it. Yeah. And just like, I don't the the effect of it. Yeah, that's how I feel too. And I'm like, has anyone seen our show? Is anyone out there? Like, are we just broadcasting this into space and then like... In like a thousand years, some alien race is going to be like, oh, Drag Race Thailand was so cool. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's like what I feel is going to happen. Yeah. Is it is it very popular over in Singapore or in Thailand? Like, does it have a following? Is it big? Yeah. And Okay. So there's one queen here from Singapore, Vanda Miss Jo Kim. So it has mm -hmm. a big following here. So whenever I go out, people know me because they watch the show to watch her. And then they got us okay. an extra like a bonus of me. And they're like, where are you? Like, you don't know that I live. They have no idea that I live in Singapore. They have no idea. And so there's a, there's a bit of a following here because it's like ripples out from the queen, right? And then in Asia, right. in like in Asia, the rest of Asia, like Hong Kong has a pretty big viewership as well because of Mocha Diva. I used to live there mm -hmm, as well. Yeah. So all of us actually kind of know each other, like the queens who are performing in different countries and hopping around a bit. Um, it's a tightly knit network. So from that, people watch because you know friends of friends are on the show. So it kind of radiates from there. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, so you perform with Vanda, with Mocha, with your season two yeah, sisters yeah, yeah. pretty often. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, so nice. Yeah, here and there. There's a bunch of shows going on. Like, um, Vanda and I are like always crossing paths in town. So whatever, if she's doing a show, then I'm not doing that show. I'm doing the show after her. And then mine is, okay. of course, like 10 times better, of course. <laughs> well, <laughs> so naturally. Yeah, I make sure that we schedule it that way so that she's opening for me. Even though she's, <laughs> as I try, I try for this kind of mind game for myself to be like, oh, I'm so cool. <laughs> is there is there a big gay scene in Singapore? Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, it's a mm -hmm. it's a big scene. It's like it's quite tight knit, and it's like you know how they describe how New York used to be like in the '70s, where everyone partied together, and there wasn't like one club for this body shape and one club for this skin color, and da da. It's like that. It's like all of Asia wow. is like that. So we all party together. We're all in this place together. So since wow. there's only a few venues, uh, because being like like men and men, men on mans, I don't even know how they phrase it. Two men having sex with each other is still illegal in Singapore. So there's like, wow. it's not, it's like you don't have like official clubs really enough of them. You just have a couple of places. So we all see right. each other. We all know each other. Um, and we all kind of hang out together. It's nice that all the scenes mix together. Um, and it feels like even though some people might say like certain parts of the world are more backwards and, and they're not as progressive, mm -hmm. it feels like our community is like more progressive in some ways because we have to stick together. Yeah. 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 No, I think that's that's interesting that, I, you know, I'm so used to seeing like, yeah, there's there's not just a bar just for gay men. It's a bar for certain types of gay men. Yeah, you know? exactly. Exactly. And it just keeps creating those silos. Yeah. yeah. So that's great. So here you're like, and people chat, everyone chats, like everyone's open, like. I, whenever I go out, I rarely make plans. I'll just be like, I'm going to go to the place. And then you'll mm -hmm. see 15, 20 people you know already, and, and you'll make new friends. So it's, it's quite fun. Right. 
Right. Is uh, if I were to go to Singapore, what's the place to go to see a drag performance? Okay, so it'll be between um, Tantric Taboo. At, so that's like a little set of like these three bars in a row that have shows and, and like lots of gays and lesbians and everybody, and all of us are together. There is shows at Canvas. There's shows at Hard Rock Cafe. Hard Rock Cafe Ooh. is like it's a venue that you know it has like lots. It's like a venue that has lots of different stuff, but it gets booked out for a lot of our like monthly parties. So there's mm-hmm. monthly parties by um, Mismatch, which is a really cool promoter. Super Freak okay. Boutique. They do so there's like lots of monthly parties that happen. And they'll make really fun kind of like balls or like different things happen. So there's a lot of personality. It's like, and everyone flocks to it. Like it's a month thing. So like everyone goes out for that one big thing. Yeah. Right. Right. Like okay. builds up that anticipation. We're all waiting yeah. for this yeah, night. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not like New York right. where there's like 15,000 events at the same night. And all your queen friends are like, come to this one, come to this one, come to this bar. There's a show here. Yeah. Like, my God, I do miss that about New York, but it's a little bit less um, schizophrenic to like <laughs> like one place to yeah. go here. <laughs> oh, well, completely. and sometimes like when there's so many things to do, like then it just becomes like you know what I can't do any of them. Yeah, I just have yeah. to stay I'm home. Sit at home. Yeah, sit at it home. becomes overwhelming. Yeah. Does so Taco, does Taco Bell still deliver? That's like... Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, well, they serve alcohol now, so yeah. Yeah. It was like a whole yeah. fiesta. In, a, in one like <laughs> delivery bag with the haritos right. and maybe some tecate, it's fine. It's like, right? It's like, Why would I go out yeah, when that's coming to my house? It's like yeah. I went out, but I did not go out. Yeah, so it's, it's the it's best like, parts of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you grow up in the states, Jeannie? Yeah, I grew. Where'd up, you grow up? I grew up in California. I'm a California girl, Ooh. and uh, I, like I grew up in the mountains, like a like a mountain yeti creature. And then uh, and then I was like, okay, I when I turned 17, 18, like time for college i was like i gotta get the fuck out of this place it's the mountains i have to go i belong in the city so i moved to i moved to berkeley which is like where my undergrad was and it was oh, like cool. uh, it was not a shock to me at all i loved it even though my hometown was like three thousand people population mm. the student body like the, the student body the, the number of students at berkeley is like thirty thousand. So it was like, mm. it yeah. was like a huge change i was like i belong here i'm among my people <laughs> And the weirdos and like the business people and the hippies and all it's like a huge mix so i lived there um i lived in la I lived in a bunch of places but california is like la is like my home i would say um okay yeah that's my adopted home is that where you started drag i started drag in virginia when i was in grad school yeah in, oh, in richmond virginia and i did it for you know for halloween of course like everybody else did and it was mm-hmm. like what had happened was it was <laughs> it was a failed <laughs> It was a failed Lady Gaga costume because I didn't know I didn't know how to wear wigs or like what how to do all that right. So I put I get all the stuff I get these like seven inch heels I get all the stuff like this tight ass dress which is like so revealing and ridiculous and it's something I would never wear nowadays. And I put the blonde wig on and I'm like this how does help how does this hair go with my skin color I don't understand how to make it work like. I didn't get how you do that. Like, how do you make, mm-hmm. you know? So I was like, okay, forget it. It looks ridiculous. I'm just going to wear a black wig. And I started doing drag that. Then I had a, there was like this amateur night at a bar in Richmond, like at Godfrey's. And I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go and invite my whole grad program. And so they all came out. And then of course I won because they all like packed the bar. And yes. all, all right. <laughs> they were like throwing cash everywhere. So then I started there. <laughs> And it was really like sporadic after that. Like I moved to LA for work, moved to New York for work. I really didn't do drag often until I moved to Hong Kong. Then I was like on it. I was doing drag. Every week I had show and show and show and show and show. 
Wow. So, so like, just it snuck up on you, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's hard to make Did, daytime work and nighttime work work together. It was like really difficult for me. I was like, I don't know how to do this. I'm drunk every morning at work. Like, <laughs> how do I do this? It's very difficult. Right. So now did your life in Hong Kong change where you were able to do that? Or did you just figure out how to be hungover at work? Like how, what changed? I just managed it. But like, I just figured it out. Like it's like a chronic disease of being hungover in the morning. Make sure you get your egg and cheese sandwich. Make sure you get your iced, like iced tea from like iced milk tea from like the Hong Kong street stall and like just recover. It also right. helped that like, like what had happened during that time was I was still doing it sporadically, and then I got this gig with this queen in town, who um, this queen and her booking like manager for that club. So they booked me for like a show every week, and I was like, "Wow, this is cool! I'm actually doing shows every week. It's interesting. Like this is different than my normal kind of like you know pace." And then all of a sudden, she turned into a huge cunt, and she, she just was like awful, <laughs> like toxic, bad, horrible. And then they, uh, because they were like that to a bunch of us queens, I was like, now I'm on a mission. Now I have to prove them wrong. Now I have to do mm-hmm. this. So I was like, I'm going to go bring my laptop, make a keynote presentation to like this general manager of this club and this club and this club and this club and get nonstop gigs and shove it in her fucking face. So it was like, oh, it was like a revenge story in my mind. Like, I don't even know if she noticed, but I was like, right. I'm doing this thing, living my <laughs> best life. I'm going to win. And she's going to know it eventually. But it's a good, you know, it's a, it's a nice motivation to push you further. So, yeah. That's, oh, so many queer people do that, right? Yeah. It's like, no, I am going to fight back yeah. and, and overcome this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I love the kind of high drama, melodrama camp of, like, inspired to do drag out of revenge. Yeah, like, I just exactly. love that. That's, like, such a perfect foundation. Yeah. It's like revenge <laughs> porn, but much better. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If that's the same thing. I think that's what they mean by revenge porn. It's probably that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's I'll show you. Yeah, yeah, I'll show you. Look at this photo. And everybody here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I throw my my uh, prosthetic leg on the table. That's like. <laughs> that's like what I'm gonna do. That's how that's gonna work I'm s- out. I'm so glad you made that reference. I love that reference. <laughs> Fabulous reference. Yeah, I love that. This is what's real. <laughs> yeah. It's it's, it's art. It's, it's art. Oh, it's art. art. Yes. This, and oh, there's, like, there's an audience. Like, there's an audience. There's cameras. There's, like, yeah. somebody Somebody in, like, 50 years is going to, like, take that moment and be like, this, why was this art? What was happening in the social context right. of the right. space and, like, the yeah. zeitgeist and, like, you know, whatever. They're going to talk about it. And it's going to be, like, a moment. It's going to be a textbook about this, about the leg. Yeah. Yeah, there'll be like a small picture in the corner in a textbook with a little caption underneath of like, yeah. here's the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Or it'll be a gift, yes. you know? Yeah. <laughs> God. There's so many of those oh, moments. God. I was just watching I was just watching with my my housemate that God Warrior episode of uh, Spouse Spouse Exchange oh. or whatever. Oh, my <laughs> God. Wife swap. Wife swap. Yeah. No, yeah. Wife if you swap? believe in yeah. Jesus, you can stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, it's fun to <laughs> dig these things up because I miss some of these things. Like, I don't know. Growing up Indian, you kind of, like, don't see all the same stuff, you know? But, yeah. like, yeah. it's fun to dig up these random shits, like, later and see, like, 20 years yeah. later. And be like, what was that? What was that show? People right. watched this? You, people watched it and just, and I feel like at a certain level, people watched it 
not recognizing the art. Like we're watching yeah, yeah. it from this kind of like galvanized state oh, where yeah. like the the God Warrior she's become this yeah. like, thing, oh, you know. And now we God. like recognize it. But people just watched that whatever ten years ago. And that was just their like Sunday night normal. viewing. Yeah, it was yeah. normal. Yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, she's freaking out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, what we, a crazy no wife. Yeah. yeah. God, I want to meet her. We should have a have a drink so, with her and see where she's at in life. Well, oh I, yeah, I I can't even imagine. Do you know Colin? What she's doing? Yeah. Have you heard from her? <laughs> yeah, I love that we're she's uh, she over Pride Weekend. I you know, in fact, I have her right here. Yeah. <laughs> Because I'm dork excited. Yeah. No. Uh. So she was in New York during Pride, and there was like, like New York tank top gays taking pictures with her on the street. Oh my goodness. No fucking way. She's oh in. My God. She's embracing her status, and I love. Oh my it. God. That's like, like Sarah Palin taking pictures with the gays. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. That's reality so. TV culture. That's real. Yeah. yeah. That's real. That's the hustle. That's why right Donald there. Trump is our president. I you know. know yeah. I mean, honestly. Yeah. Maybe, why are we surprised? Yeah, maybe the God Warrior should run for president next time. I oh, mean... God. Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> God. Oh. These are the jokes um, that change to change the future. Those bad yeah. news. Those bad yeah. news. Yeah. Our utterances are just creating waves in yeah. the universe. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, to, to shift back to you, Jeannie, were you always Jeannie? No, I was not always Jeannie. I, this is like my third or fourth drag name. I've changed too many oh, wow. times. Yeah. So the first one was when I was in Halloween, it was Erica Mendez. Because... <laughs> That song, you know that song by Kelly Rowland that was like, uh, I'll be your commander? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe yes, you know it? yes. Yeah. yes. Maybe. Yeah. Don't pretend like yeah. you don't love that song. It's such a good song. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love When Love Takes Over. That's like, yeah, that's, that's like a good one too. Kelly Rowland. That's a good one too. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, yeah that's that song, flag dancing on top of a speaker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when I heard that song in like clubs in LA, I didn't know what the lyrics were and I thought she was saying, I'll be Erica Mendez. And I was like, that's a cool, that's a cool name. I like that one. I didn't didn't bother looking it up. Eric, I'll be Erica Mendez. I was like, is that her dominatrix name? I don't know. Is that like, that sounds like fun. Is that a real estate agent? She's going to sell you uh, something in like Loma Linda adjacent or whatever. I don't know. Whatever that is, some place with like, you know, three bed, three and a half, three and a half bedrooms. Yeah. 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 Converted basement. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's nice. It's nice. It's a really up and coming neighborhood. So, so then, so then, like, I was Erica Mendez and I was Sheila Dubai, which was named after a Bollywood song, Sheila Kijavani. And Dubai has the opulence, you know. Then I went to Hong Kong. I was Mm. like, okay, I'm really turning into this cutesy, like, colorful hair, like, anime style, like, little muffin of a queen. So I'll be, um, I'll be Gigi Jubilee, like cute and like, you know, like, oh my God, adorable sugar. And then, um, then I started becoming more scary looking. Like I was like, oh, now I'm like putting yes. some stuff on my face, gluing things there that are not supposed to be on my face, like blood. Yes. And good. I was like experimenting and maybe it's cause I was in that revenge drag porn phase, mm-hmm. but I was like, okay, let's try some dark stuff and scare some people. And then I would get gigs at like this really fancy clubs in Hong Kong that are for straight people. And then I would go mm-hmm. in like the scariest look I could find. Like I didn't even go for like glamour. I was like, I'm gonna go in like a horror look for fun and just see how much they see if they regret paying me that much money for this. Let's just see. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's just see what happens. 
<laughs> because this slug yeah. just comes like slug, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> With my like this is white, drag. white white contact lens, I'm like challenging their definition of drag, and they've never even seen a drag queen. You know what I mean? So it's like right. It's like yeah. meta, meta, meta. It's like super meta. Like yeah. triple. I meta. guess this is drag. Yeah. yeah. What is this person doing here? And then yeah. it, it was fun though, because like my gig is always to like chit chat and like you know like roam and do that kind of like little mini comedy tour like with like the mm-hmm. sixth group of six here and then go talk to here and then refuse a shot of whatever over here and then like have to take the shot over here and like just spill it like that that's like my whole that's like what i do <laughs> right so to do it in like a really scary outfit is like you can see in their eyes they're like i'm really scared and i can't yeah. stop looking at her face but She's making me laugh, so I'm gonna keep going with this. Like that's their reaction in the moment. Mm-hmm. Then it was yeah. Genie. Once I got on Drag Race, or I was about to get on Drag Race, I was like, okay, I'm gonna change it to Genie because Genie's the only Genie. There's no other Genie drag queen. Gigi is a very common drag name, so I'm like, forget that. Mm. Let's be Genie. Let's be creepy. Let's be magical. Let's be adorable. Let's be all the things. I wow. love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That like that sort of I don't know navigating to that that point of view over that perspective that it happened like right before Drag Race Thailand. I feel I like that's, I would have never known that it was like, okay, now it's this. Like it yeah. hadn't been the thing you were doing for however many yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had planned yeah. it because I, I felt really uncomfortable with like, Gigi's like a, any any common thing. I get really allergic to it. You probably could see it on the show, right? Like my mind is oh, like yeah. spinning and spinning and spinning. Like what is everyone else going to do? What is everyone else going to do? I can't do the same thing. This is my chance. Like I'll be mm-hmm. emba- I'll be embarrassed and like disappointed in myself if it comes out and and four of us six of us are wearing a kimono you know what I mean like right not that right. that ever exactly. happened uh, you know whoever that that went through that should not be ashamed of themselves I guess but like you know mm-hmm. that whole thing right yeah I'm just I'm not like it's kind of like you we've talked about this a lot and you'll hear in you know the future episodes um, but like. I love your perspective of like challenging the brief. Like that was like an expression used a few times in the show mm. of like, you can challenge the brief. They can say, do this and you do this instead. Cause that just makes more sense. And like, from our perspective, it's like, well, that's drag is when you challenge yeah. the brief, not follow the brief. Exactly. You know? And I think like that comes from my, I really enjoy doing it because it comes, it make first of all, it forces it to be that if there's 14 of us, 13 do this thing and then I will stand out. So it's harder for them to judge me against the rest of them. So it's, yeah. it's like me trying to be strategic and like, oh, look how clever I am. But then it's like uh, like a little gremlin. But then also it's like, um, <laughs> it's also like from my day job because I, I work in advertising. And so a lot of times our work is based on briefs. Like what does the client say? What does this big global brand say? And how do, how do we make something that isn't shitty is yeah. by saying we can't do what you asked us to do because that's stupid. That's a terrible idea. In, ni- in nicer words, right? And we're like, well, you know, you yeah. asked for this, but really the problem was this. And this is like right. what the intention was. The trick, the trouble though, is on Drag Race Thailand, if you do that, sometimes you totally miss the intention in the first place. So they'll be like, they'll be like, we were looking for teamwork or whatever. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were looking for, we were looking for bridal and you went for nuclear like so like it'll be like you know so like it'll be like you missed the intention like we were were trying to see you love your drag daughter and instead you turned into a monster so it's like it's like you know it's a you miss you miss it sometimes and plus the the language differences so you're like you're missing lots of left and right you're missing things 
Yeah, I was. I, you know, we I, we question that. Uh, you'll hear in our future episodes. But the uh, navigating the language barrier. Were there translators on set? I, they referenced them, I think, once. No, they're not really. I mean, everyone was doing like to to translate. Basically, Pan um, Pan and 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 Kun Art would translate generally for us the general direction of what was happening and then there were a couple of queens who would help us out too like bandit angeli always like explained stuff to us and helped us out like despite bandit looking very like you know like that kind of like bitch queen like tough she was very friendly and like like caring and like would help us out so they Mm -hmm. would they would help us and figure help us figure out what's going on but still you miss you miss a lot like the names of challenges give a lot of clues as to what they're looking for in thai right Or yeah. the little video that you see on the screen where Kunart is talking, that has clues in it as well. The same way that Rue does like her kind of like vague poetry type thing that, that like in the show, you know? So like you miss mm-hmm. like little like little tidbits there. So we kinda get it, we kinda don't, but if you watched our show with no subtitles, that's how like I experienced it as a contestant. So just oh, yeah. like imagine it like that. It's very st- you're like, okay, we're here. <laughs> yeah. I always I there were certain parts I'd be watching and I'd be thinking about um yeah, the, the queens who don't speak Thai and that there are these, these long segments where you have to just be like nodding and smiling but having no idea what you're nodding and smiling. Yeah, to. and we all reacted. Because you have to look engaged. Exactly, yeah. and we all reacted in different ways because like, there's three of us who don't who can't speak Thai, right? Um, like I told the other two girls, Mocha and Vonda, from the beginning, I was like, because we all knew each other a little bit and Mocha and Vonda were quite close friends already because they worked together years ago. So I was like, let's not be like that foreign clique. Like I, like behind the yeah. scenes, I was like, let's not do that. I don't want to do it. Let's not all three sit together. I don't want to do it. We can't do that. We can't be like our little like foreign mm-hmm. girls club. Like we're over here. Like So we all kind of sat separate. We always try to integrate with the group. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. Mocha like popped off and became like a like you know loud person in the workroom and like singing right. yeah, to herself right. and you know and then Vanda was quiet too but she you know she found ways to like once the crowd thinned a little bit she was able to like chat with people more and as you've seen in the show for me I was like always in the corner just like plotting just plotting 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 <laughs> just thinking right. like oh what am I gonna do next? they clocked it too they clocked it oh yeah they, they like, did oh, they're like genie looking around she's watching she's <laughs> yeah. watching. I didn't like walk around, but I was like, I was like, Obviously. Hmm. they could see me just doing my like thinking and then doing my thing. But what else am I gonna do? You know, like I'm like, I'm like pl- playing alone, like in my little head, you know. And, and yeah. then Mocha, Mocha had this really great answer in the reunion for why she was because it was brought it was brought up like you're so loud, you're so this, and she had this mm-hmm. really great answer which I had we never talked about it, but of course I told her like you're annoying sometimes, come on. But she was like, you know, if I don't talk, if I don't make noises, if I don't yell, if I don't scream, if I don't make jokes. I'm not present in that space. Like I'm mentally, yeah. I don't feel like I'm there. And I was like, that's mm. a really interesting way of thinking about it. Like you, she recognized for herself that she has to do something to snap herself out of being kind of just alone over there. And then I did the opposite. Head, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> like having like conversations with myself and like over here, people probably say, <laughs> people probably saying stuff to me and I'm just not paying attention anymore because I'm just like turned around facing the wall like in Blair Witch Project. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have to imagine, especially, you know, with that language barrier, there have to be these like, when you're like you're working alone in the workroom, working on something, and you're like, okay, I am on this television show, and full of this room full of people, most of whom I can't communicate with very easily, 
there have to be moments of like, is this reality at all? Like, what planet am I on? And it makes sense that like that that idea of like, well, if I just do something in the present, that'll keep me in the present and will help me like stay present in the competition as well. And then like not fall off track there as well. Yeah, I think so. And I think it's like you make a noise. It, at least it gets a reaction from the other girls, you know? Yeah. Rather than yeah. that, rather than like. So, Jeannie, what did you think about da-da-da? Like, the question that was, like, fed to them by producers. Which it wasn't, right. it wasn't, like, oddly produced. It was just like, hey, why don't you ask them a question about this? Just to get us mm-hmm. into the conversation, too. Yeah. But it does feel mm-hmm. like, it doesn't feel natural, right? Because we heard them ask to us, ask them to ask us a question. And we're just like, right. okay, I'll wait for my cue then. So, so at least, so like, so at least, at least in like, at least when Mocha makes a noise or whatever, or Vondas has some sassy comment, which is like her, you know, her hallmark, then people mm-hmm. can react and people are like, oh, ah, you know, you know, like they react. So that's what they, that's like their whole thing, you know, like they figured out their ways yeah. to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, it's like you, you kind of know you're filming a scene. It's like, yeah. well, now I'm, making, I'm, I know I'm making a TV show, right? Yeah, now, you yeah, know? yeah. And to that yeah. point about like reality. I mean, none of it felt like reality. I was like, did I really leave my job to do this? Like, this is insane. Wow. I mean, it was temporary. Yeah. It was like to unpaid leave for three months. It was like on contract and all the whatever. But I was like, mm-hmm. I live here now. And I'm getting dressed up and there's so many cameras. And I'm relatively new to this still. So I was like, yeah. Jesus Christ, this is crazy. Like, really, I, cal- I counted it. I have a list in my notes of like every single time I've done drag in my life. Like, every time I've been in drag. Because I don't know, I don't know why I kept track of it. It's just fun to keep like think back to it and like look at the leaps and bounds between each look, you know, like because each time Damn. I push towards whatever, whatever. And about twenty percent of my, by the time I was eliminated, about one fifth of the times I'd been in drag were on the show. Wow. So it was like that's wow. like that's like a high concentration of it right there. Wow. It's I was like, so, oh wow. shit. <laughs> and I was that's like, oh, I mean. My it- God. It's incredible. Did you feel that like from the beginning of like going, getting onto the show to leaving, do you feel like that concentration of doing drag, you knew your drag character or you knew your aesthetic or you knew like your intentions with drag so much more? Like how did your drag change by doing that much in that little period of time? It definitely, it definitely made me more. Okay. Here's the thing. Having that label of having been on the show changes everything in terms of what I feel I deserve out in the world. Yeah. And so it changed the way that I have conversations. It changed how um, the ambition level was still there, but it was like ambition for a different reason. It was no longer like revenge porn and it was no longer, um, you know, whatever. It was no longer like, let me keep going because this is my passion point or whatever. It was like, I've done something. I better build on top of this now. So it was like, you have to keep going to make what this was worth it, to make it count. That's the feeling I I, I have, and that's the feeling I have now. Um, What it changed in terms of like aesthetics and that sort of thing was like it really, um, the show was where the most polished looks I've ever done in my life were on that show. Before that, a lot of times it was like, I have to hop in and out of a taxi. So it's going to be a short dress from ASOS with like, you know, like comfortable seven inch platforms. And the, the makeup and hair and accessories, are, this is going to be the interesting part. So my face will be some interesting stuff I've glued on and it, like it's a thing and a cool like whatever. That was what I focused on. And then in the show, I was like, I can't just do my makeup looks. I have to do, I have to do full head to toe looks and it has to be a full concept. So being on the show forced me to like embrace the, the head to toe element of drag. And now, mm. now I feel like even with my, just my makeup, I'm like, 
any 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 inch square like centimeter of of space on my face if i don't use it i've wasted that opportunity that's like Ooh. that's like you know like okay you're not going to do if you skip do, do, shaping the brow this way or like doing something in the inner corner of your eye or something here or something here you've missed an opportunity to add a certain element or a touch to your face and now after coming out of the show i'm like you have to you have to use every single every single piece of real estate you have to make something out of it to have yeah. a full look <clears throat> and people who look at your looks they won't know why it looks so amazing or why you they take it in and it's like that's fucking brilliant but it's like all those details come together in their brain and their brain knows that this has been put mm. together every detail has been thought about there's been little things you won't even notice till you look at the photo 10 times later then you see it like mm-hmm. oh there was those on the nails there was that here there was that there so that's like where the show has gotten me now to think about all those things thinking knowing that there's like hd cameras there's like multiple cameras multiple angles people yeah. judging you people who don't even you don't even know who they are judging you and people watching you from all over the world it makes you think about all that stuff so it's like wow. pressure yeah. cooker did yeah. you learn did you learn even more when you were watching the show back based on how it was edited and how it was filmed or was it mostly you learned while in the show? Mostly in the show. Like, watching okay. it back, there's a couple episodes I still haven't seen. But, like, there's, oh. yeah, because I'm like, oh, I don't want to watch that part. Embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. But, but you know, like, it was mostly through doing, through surviving through, like, the early mornings, the late nights, like, constructing things, making things, and all that stuff. So it was through doing it. That's, that's how I've always learned, and I feel like, any drag queen who who any baby queen or like aspiring queen who asks me that I tell them just put it on and go out and do it otherwise and that's how that's why I keep track of all those instances where I did it because there was never a time where I did bedroom drag and just like stayed in every single time I got dressed up I went out and did something and so it was like oh my god I better not be like disgusting I better not be horrible Mm -hmm. god don't be disgusting don't be terrible don't be an embarrassment and then, you know, well, as yeah. in the words of Pan Pan, don't be pretty, don't be pretty, don't be pretty. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And like, of course, um, I was horrible, but, I, you know, I didn't think I was each time a little bit less horrible. Yeah. And I think that's like there, there's that thing we've talked about this, even even doing this podcast or anything you start doing is like any artistic venture or whatever. You have to accept doing it poorly at the mm-hmm. beginning. You have to mm-hmm. suck at the beginning yeah. and make peace with that because that's just like the nature of the beast. Yeah. And, and you know, and part of it is you have to know you suck because there's like lots of baby yeah. queens out there. There's lots of like non-baby queens out there who don't know they're terrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Like, I, and I someone accept, might not tell them. I, yeah. It's, someone wants to tell them. But also like I accept all forms of drag. But there's there's people like this because of drag race, like everyone wants to be a queen. So it's right. like it, part of, in the back of my head, I'm always like also like make sure you stand out above those people. You have to like be, you have to prove it that you were worth it so that no one can question, oh, you were on a TV show? Yeah, I was, bitch. Oh, right, right. There's never that idea of like, oh, well, what's so special about you yeah. to be on TV? Yeah. And, and it's that, easy to slide that's so back interesting. to that. If you, if you don't keep yeah. pushing, it's like you can easily become like, well, I wore this dress again. I got this from Ross. And then I put this like, oh, you know, it, you can become that. It's so easy to happen if you get like, if you don't get, if you're not constantly like, trying to make up something new and impress somebody in your imagination. Mm-hmm. Right. right. You're just getting complacent with like, oh, this will do. This is fine. This 
you know, this covers enough real estate, you know, yeah, no one yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Have you, would you ever consider doing a show like Dragula? I feel like your aesthetic, like, could definitely, if not already is there in that type of world. I would love to. Um, I didn't, I haven't applied to Dragula or anything, but I would love to. I met the Boulay brothers in LA <gasps> And I was oh. like, and like, because I was at, because I was at DragCon and I had like a table and everything and I did all that stuff. And part of it was like doing the runway and doing the ribbon cutting and having my signing table, whatever. Part of it was just me walking around like a fan too and getting to kind of like just see the queens and be, just, just be in the space and have fun, right? And so I was like, when the, I saw the Blay Brothers standing there at their booth, they weren't there the whole time. They were just, I just happened to see them one of the mornings. And I was like, I'm fucking waiting in line to see them. So I waited in line for like an hour and a half. And then like it, while I was in line, people were like, oh my God, are you Genie from Drag Race Thailand? And I was like, yeah. And then we took pictures while I was in line waiting for the Blaine Brothers. So I, got, so, so I got to the front of the line and I was like, hi, I'm Genie. I'm your long lost daughter who you haven't adopted yet. And I'm from Asia. So that'd be great if you could adopt me. And they were like, oh, Genie, we've heard of you. They, I guess they'd seen some clips or something somewhere. Um, cause I feel like I'm their daughter. I feel like I'm like their, their like daughter. I don't know how they, what, who they had sex with or something happened. Mm-hmm. There was yeah. some kind of insemination type, like alien, alien seven sequel <laughs> on like right. s- straight to Netflix. Something happened. And then I was born and then I'm here and I just ended up in Asia. So, um, yeah. just a chat with them. Like it was lovely. They had me, they booked me at one of their shows on at, um, precinct. It was like really cool. Yes, I would do it in a heartbeat. I think because oh, God, I live for the applause. You know, right. <laughs> yeah. Then there's there there is something like there. Once I started doing scary drag, I was like, there's a feeling you get when you look beautiful and you walk into a room and people are like, ooh ah. Uh, there's a whole different high you get when you walk in and you scare people. It's like yeah. it's addictive. Like people with their mouths open and they keep wanting to look at you, but you're horrifying them and they're scared for their lives. Mm-hmm. It's like really, yeah. it's really fun. There's a real power there. I feel like when I think about uh, like a beauty queen walking into the room, there's an element of her kind of like, I hope this is good enough. I hope the beauty mm-hmm, sells mm-hmm, through. And like mm-hmm. there's these aesthetic standards that they have to meet to win the room over. Mm-hmm. But when you come in scary, people don't have those standards. They don't have those expectations. And that's like the excitement of it is they don't know what to expect from you. You have all the power when you're the scariest mm-hmm, one in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and you're yeah. like, go ahead. Tell me I'm not beautiful. And they won't say <laughs> it. They won't say a single word. They will not say right. anything to you. Their silence yeah. is enough of a compliment. Right. Right. I think in the way that they say that drag is kind of like an armor, it's like the ultimate mm-hmm, armor. It's mm-hmm. like you can't penetrate. You can't come for a scary yeah, queen. Yeah, yeah. yeah I am well, you, you can come on a scary queen. <laughs> you could. Adds to the look. Yeah, yeah. it happens often. happens often. I always need a little bit more lubrication and moisture, you know? So, yeah. Because I, I cake on that makeup with all that, you know, that all that powder. What is that? What is I have Kryolan powder. I got my, um, what is this brand? I love this brand. This one. My air spine, my air spine. I need that mm-hmm. powder. Yeah, just a little, just a little bit of semen just brightens it up yeah. a little bit. You know, you know, people nice. want to buy you a shot. It's like, no, I don't need a, I don't need a shot of tequila. That's not no, gonna help me right no. now. I'm dry. Yeah, yeah. Give me some egg whites, as Pitbull would say. Sick. Pitbull is so sick. Uh, uh, back to um, the just the workings of Drag Race Thailand because you know 
it's still kind of a new show, especially mm-hmm. for many of our listeners who are just kind of getting on board with Drag Race Thailand. Thank God and welcome to the party. Um, mm. But the I, I know and, and also kind of relating to Dragula, how much time is between the episodes and challenges? Because I know it's not exactly like Drag Race where it's like literally like 12 hours later, there's a new challenge. What is what's the structure? The structure is essentially we film for two days and then there's a pause for two to four days. Then you film for two days and there's a pause of two mm. days. So it's like there's a couple days in between. Sometimes it's like a week or two in between. Um, wow. They don't film it in like one big block. They don't lock us in a hotel room. Um, we we just all like the three of us who don't live in Thailand. We just moved there for for periods of time. Um, mm-hmm. We didn't even have a visa to like work there. We were just like <laughs> we were just like visitors. So wow. that was just how it was because I guess it's entertainment. So it's like a little bit different, whatever. But oh, wow. um, so we did that whole thing, and uh, so it was harder for us who was obviously from other places because our whole life was interrupted for that period, for a longer period of time. Um, it's worth it. The interruption was well worth it. And it was way more mm. fun than just like a normal, normal life. It's like, you know, but uh, for the other queens who are from Bangkok, they kind of got back to their normal lives in between each of those episodes. So a different, oh, a different yeah. kind of experience. Um, yeah. I think it's, I, I imagine that would make you focus even harder on like the next episode, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Like in between, I was just sitting in my Airbnb and just like, plotting again plotting just thinking thinking mm-hmm. researching looking i had like lists you would not believe the lists and lists i had I had keynote documents with like boxes and squares like each each outfit had like you know because they give you a long list of potential themes which are vague and mm-hmm. unclear but oh shit each okay. costume that i had brought with me was like okay here's a box with the name of that item and here are the items that go with it underneath was more squares with and if you pair it with this accessory, it becomes this theme. If you pair it with this accessory, it becomes this theme. If you pair it with this accessory, it becomes this. So it's like constantly plotting and reshuffling based on what items I had used, what items I had not used. It was like a whole inventory system, like a fucking like footlocker, like which switch, wow, which exactly. items are where, and then like you know, you know, moving the things around. It was like, it was like crazy. It was crazy. I don't know if other queens felt the same way. I think they probably went and like like Mocha went and had fun and like lived life. And went to drink and went to party in Bangkok. And I was like sitting in my Airbnb, like doing this whole nonsense. This is ridiculous. Right. <laughs> not nonsense. Not yeah. nonsense. Yeah. Uh, that creative, makes me think. Creative geniusness. Yeah. That's, that's all that is. It's it like makes that. me think of, um, I was think of Cher's Closet and Clueless. I, feel, I picture you yeah. on a computer, like programming yeah. looks. That's exactly like, how it was. I wish, yeah, I, I, yeah. wish I had her. I wish I had that. I wish I had that system. Right. It does not exist. Yeah. It was more like that meme of that lady who's like confused about math, and it's like the logic. Like, yeah, yes, that's yeah. how it is. She's, yeah, the four panel one. Yeah, yeah. that's how yeah. it. Yeah. Winona Ryder on stage accepting an award for Stranger <laughs> yes. Things. Yeah. Yes, yes, that's how it was every day. So I would arrive on set like, Whoa! like it was like, <laughs> like, like Requiem for a Dream, like that mom and Requiem for a Dream. Like that's mm-hmm. how I was like, again, yeah. five a.m. I'm, on set, like, oh, yeah. I'm going to be on television. Yeah. Yes. I just want to wear the red dress. Yeah. yeah. That's how my life was. And then I was, like, always styling a wig first thing in the morning because none of our wigs, we couldn't bring them styled because we came on a plane. So, like, none of, I had all of my wigs were, like, plain. I had, like, 16 white wigs that were just out of the bag. I had to, like, figure out what to do in the morning with them like, the morning of the episode. It was so wow. hard. Like, Katie Killer has, like, these big, like, shrubs like in her dressing room 
And yeah. I'm like sitting there with like a flat wig from Amazon, yeah. an Amazon white yeah. wig. It's a Attacking it with a blow dryer. Like, yeah, I'm like, oh my God. I'm like teasing, like Pangina's having breakfast over here. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, I have nothing to wear right now with my head. And then they were like, and then of course Art is like, do you have anything except white wigs? And I'm like, I have, she thought I had one wig for some reason because I kept using white hair, right? And I was like, I don't mm-hmm. just have one wig. I have like 15 white wigs, but I keep styling them differently. It's my signature, you know? Then mm-hmm. you could see that I had to change it up later, which I now back oh. after the show, I'm like, I'm still wearing white wigs. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like that's like, that's such a common theme on, you know, certainly on RuPaul's Drag Race, but, you know, even on Drag Race Thailand of like, when they make these requests for you to change these like basic parts of your aesthetic or these things you're like, this is my signature. And there's always that question of like, or the, the kind of the cliche, like once you change your signature, then you go home. And yeah. so many queens are like, I, you know, I, I stand by what I do and I'm still going to do it. You yeah, know? yeah, it's true. Um, you could go home for that too though, right? Like if like, I, mean, yeah. I guess not, Vanjie didn't go home after doing that same outfit so many times, but it was like fine. You never Plastic. really know what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Plastique is yeah. gorgeous. She can get away with anything. She can be like, right. I'm wearing this, ba- this Burger King bag down the stage. I'll be great. It's going to be yeah, so beautiful. And there's yeah. here's some French fries. And they're soggy too, but it's still great. Mm. She gets away with it. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah. Plastique. If Nina West had one half crunchy French fry, she'd go yeah. home for that look. They'd be but, like, this is, not, this is not service ready. This is not right. Yeah. You get yeah. out of here. Take your yeah. take your rainbow stuff and go over there. Get a children's show. Go away. Yeah. yeah. Go west. West off yeah, the lot. Yeah, go west. Get off the studio lot. Yeah. When you leave the stage, go west. That'll <laughs> yeah. take you to the car. Yeah. <laughs> There's a shuttle waiting uh, for you. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Jeannie, speaking of looks, what was your favorite look? Of mine or like of the whole show? Yours, honey. No, yours. Mine. Okay, I have to say, <laughs> I really, really loved my nuclear look. It was like one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you yeah. know, it was like scary and like, it's like, like vinyl ball gown. It made me very happy. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, that really represents my, my style. It's like taking something, like it's the shape of a ball gown and then turning it into this, like this thing that does, where did that, like a hazmat gown. I loved it. I was yeah. so proud of it. Oh, I was like, oh, happening. and it's waterproof. It's like amazing. People can oh. spill anything on you. You're fine. And of course, <laughs> and of course, I love my cloud look because I won in that one. So I was really happy oh, with mm-hmm. that one. Um, and because like the bitches hated me when I wore that one. Like they saw me pull that yeah. out and they were like, oh god. And I was like, ha, ha, yeah. As they sew their rainbow gowns up. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. And I love yeah. how the show edited me to make it look like. I was like talking shit about everybody for that rainbow thing. I kind of was, right. to be honest. I kind of was. Okay. Okay. They they could have made it a lot worse. They could have made me sound a lot worse. Say, I'm for sure, in episode three, I was like, everyone's doing the same thing. Episode four, everyone's doing the same thing. And like, I, like that was like my thing in the interviews. I was like, mother of the bride, they're all gonna wear the same ass thing. Like nobody, nobody decided to push this further in some way and be weird. Like yeah. to me, I was like, I want you to be weird so that we can be weird together. We can hold hands and be like, look how weird we are. Like all six, of, you know, whoever. Then I was like, oh, oh, it was your mother. The bride was great. It was I great. I was proud of it. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I love that one. Oh, yeah. it was like, I mean, there was kind of that that plant of like, okay, she's got the guy with the beard. You know, what's she mm-hmm. gonna right. do? And I mean, 
it was like that's exactly what you do. That's yeah. perfect. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I wish I spent I wish I was able to make his outfit better. Like I kind of mm. I was I now when I think about it later, like you know, at four AM and think about my regrets in life. I'm like, Oh, I wonder mm-hmm. if I could have just like put him in that that lace material with nothing underneath, just underwear. And like been really, um, really like kind of like really gender bendy with it. I think it would have been more fun because he's already had the huge beard and the tattoos. So like yeah. I kind of yeah. and I wanted to like I was tempted to burn like light the lace on fire, but it would have killed him. And I don't think that's worth it for a TV show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you might have won the challenge. So yeah. That might have been nice. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Been, like, yeah. Get a, a one thousand dollar <laughs> gift certificate for something that I have no idea what it is. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, um, something sponsored life. by 18 vitamins. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> human life, certificate, and fame, and love, and adoration from fans. You know, it's like, yeah, it's satisfying. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a question we had from our first episode where you had to change between runway looks. Mm, yeah, yeah. What was, so I guess we also, just watching the show, was it, did you, go on the runway and then go back and change and then come right out? Or was it filmed separately? Like how much time was in between? We had about an hour and a half in between the two runways to change okay. and get wow. ready for the next one. Like an hour and a half, two hours. So I didn't know that. I, who, I, I had no idea. I was like, I don't know what's happening. So my thing was like, like, you know, in the first episode you saw, I had, I wanted to do both my 10 year old and 60 year old in the, in one runway. So I was like, yeah, we saw that. I was like, yeah. can I just do that? I was like, I want to do that because it'll be more spectacular and more challenging to be like baby devil and then like this creature that became, you know, I didn't read a 60, but it was like the older devil. Then I yeah. wore the same one, the same cape, but like more dressed up with more details and more whatever. And I was like, shit, I made a mistake. Like I thought I was so clever. And I, <laughs> there, there, was the, there was time in between to change it up though. Like I could have... It would have been sloppy, but and a lot of queens, like you can see, they did make a transformation, but nobody was able to achieve like proper beauty makeup like by the second look. It was it was something okay. themed or something like horrible about it, like Srimala's makeup, which was terrible, but she still won. You know, like it was like on purpose. It was on purpose because it was a character yeah. she was doing, whereas like you know, so like they give you enough time to make the impact and make the story on stage, mm-hmm. not not enough yeah. to get into like RuPaul's Drag Race level drag. Right, right, right. I have to imagine, like, especially those kind of runways, like, filming must just go on for hours. Like, I just, some of that just has to be the longest day ever. Oh, for sure, like, for sure. What did the schedule look like in general? Like, how long were you, like, filming every day or doing runways? So, like, each episode would be about two days of filming. We'd get there at 5 mm-hmm. or 6 a.m. Um, you can get there a little bit later, but for me, like, like I said, I had to make my hair, so I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to get my, like, 7-Eleven latte and, like, toasty cheese sandwich and bring it over and the rest of the day eat nothing just drink water like water little cuppies of water so from 5 6 a.m to about midnight that day because within that time wow. you would have your you would have you wouldn't film the whole time you'd, you'd be preparing you wait for this do the mini challenge do the maxi challenge then have about between six and four to six hours to prepare your look for the runway the next day then okay. you have to leave the studio at midnight Midnight, you have to leave the studio. You kicked out. Next morning, you get in. You can come in as early as 5 a.m., but no sooner, to continue working and then prepare for your runway. The tough part is, be tougher than that, is you can't get your makeup started until a certain point. So, like, if it was up to me, I'd start my makeup right away because I take a yeah. long time and, like, that's my, that's my thing that I do and these other bitches can't come close to me. 
but <laughs> I don't have time right. for it. Like I have to wait and they have to film us walking in and doing the whole thing and song and dance. Then I can start doing my makeup at the same time as everyone else. When everyone else is going to do like a basic Betty look and I'm doing like some like thing, you know, it's like, right. come on, give me like my own TV show here so I can have time to do my makeup. But yeah. right. it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I made it work. Yeah. I made it work anyway. But yeah, so it's quite yeah, tough. Yeah. But we, we all survived it, you know, like, and I have such respect for these, for the other queens who are more, like, they're more life performers. Like, they're more, that's how they, that's who they are as people. Like, Anjali, mm-hmm. Kana, Candy, um, Mocha, Vanda, they perform, this is, like, their life. This is, like, what they do, you know? And they, yeah. like, like, queens, like, in the, I, like, I met a bunch of queens when I came to L.A. for a couple of weeks for, for DragCon. And I had some shows and I met a bunch of people. Like, I met, um, I met uh, Eva Destruction, right? And I, oh, yeah. I, and I see her and we had a show together at this at Tiger Heat in LA and I was like I really like admired her ability to just she's traveling constantly she has shows constantly she's able to, to, to survive on doing drag as a, as a career and it's like she's able to repurpose things make looks and constantly be in a world of chaos and I see the same thing with Pangina with Candy with Mocha with Vonda with, with, with Angeli they are able to do it like this is just what they can do so I was just, yeah. like, keeping up with them, you know? Like, I'm, like, wow. <laughs> I'm here to be, like, my cute, like, monster or whatever. And I'm just, like, trying to, like, keep up with that lifestyle. It's, like, that's why I was so regimented. That's why every day in between I was planning and plotting because that's not comfortable to me yet. Like, I'm not in that mm-hmm. world yet where this tornado of drag is normal to me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, like, living at these speeds and these heights, like, I think, you know, it's, it reminds me of you talking about the chronic condition of being hung over in the morning. Yeah. Like what that is in their lives to that yeah, level. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And they can move things around a bit. Like, you know, if you do, if you have a career like, you know, like styling hair or makeup artist, like, or, or gym trainer, like, um, like Mocha Diva is like a personal trainer as well. <laughs> so, yeah, she makes like, sense. Yes, yeah. I know, right? <laughs> so you can find, or dan- if you do dance, dance classes, like Wanda used to do some dance classes, right? You can find ways to like, put blocks of time in the right place and make it work mm. and you make this yeah. like tapestry of a schedule and you like it works out nicely for me my career is like office so it's like oh mm-hmm. shit how is this gonna work now like this is gonna be like really right. messy there's been multiple times where i've almost been fired for this kind of thing but it's oh, like wow. it's like <laughs> it's kind of worth it it's like sugar story right sugar cane she left like a corporate mm-hmm. job and she was like fuck that i'm not doing that anymore and then she's like on drag race so Hers is yeah. different because she's like only doing drag now, but you know, um, the rest of us we gotta find a nice balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's I feel like now I mean, kind of similar to what you're saying of like certain queens can be personal training, teaching dance, whatever. I feel like now because like the sort of drag economy has gotten so big, there's more opportunities. Like if a queen, like I think of Miss Fame, mm-hmm. and and she's not so much doing drag as makeup now, you mm-hmm. know, and these other queens that are putting their name on cosmetics and whatnot where even though there's more like queens kind of like rising to the top and there's more competition at that level i feel like the opportunities for drag queens to do something more than lip sync on stage with no shame in that um are there like you can do more than just be a drag queen absolutely i mean i think like looking at these examples of makeup partnerships and entertainment things and like tv shows and um, the stuff that Ben De La Creme and Jinx do, like the things that they've been doing yeah. before they before they even got on the show, producing theater shows and writing comedy, like they can do all these amazing things. I think there's many opportunities, and and for us Drag Race Thailand girls, like we're just getting into all that stuff. So yeah. uh, it's gonna be fun to see where everyone goes. Like for me personally, 
I started mm-hmm. a new job at Vice Media here in Asia. And so oh, I, thank you. Yes. I'm the new head of creative at Vice. So I think I will use that position. In addition to doing my day job, I will like find ways to make it work for me somehow. Like, I, like I see hearing you say that, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, yeah, I was planning that thing. So I'm like trying to figure out ways to move away from doing club gigs because that's never where, that's never the world where I'm going to compete and be a champion. Like, that's not uh-huh. like, that's not like, and my, my outfits are too big to fit in a nightclub anyway. So <laughs> it'll be like, it just doesn't work. So I'm, I'm like constantly, yeah. I'm constantly like plotting again, like now, where do I want to take this? The hard part yeah. about it too is like, you see other queens do stuff and you're like, am I supposed to be doing that? Like, is that what success looks like? And mm-hmm. will people think I'm successful if I do X, Y, and Z? And I mm. think like, that is a vortex of doom for any of us. It's, it's just too much to do. It's too much to focus on that and be distracted by it. So I'm, I'm in that like butterfly phase where I'm like, oh, what am I going to be when I come out of this cocoon? Like, what am I going to do yeah. with drag next? Like the, the yeah. club gig thing is like too, it's like crazy. It's like, that's craziness. <laughs> I, that's just the, the, the wear and tear alone of like sticking with yeah. that kind of work, you know? My face Ugh. cannot, my I just face don't have can't to handle do it. it. My face is like, what is this? You're supposed to be smooth and delicious and not be like cracking and like waking up like with all these, you know, like it's bad news. It's bad news. Right. And I like sparkling wine so much. I just can't stop drinking it when I'm out. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're only human. That's a, yeah. That sounds like a drag name. Please welcome to the stage. Sparkling wine. Sparkling yeah. wine. Exactly. Exactly. She's my drag mother. I mean, that's where yeah. I live for. I live to serve yeah. her. She tells me what to do. I do what she says. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know. I think. I think what you said is interesting about that idea of like you can't um, you can't be like you can't be focused on what your definition of success is and what other people's definition of your success is. Mm-hmm. I think that goes back to that thing, that idea of like challenging the brief, which just like right. I don't know, like there's certain phrases and quotes from season two that like we've both clung like uh, really mm-hmm. jumped onto. We both love that line from Pangina, you know, about Vanda and that one runway of like don't be pretty, don't be mm-hmm. pretty, yeah. just because like that idea of like. Don't go, don't go for the pretty and the easy. Yeah. Don't do the and, obvious. Yeah. yeah, and in the same way, like I just, I've always loved that that point of view of like challenge the brief of like you have to have the bravery to say I've been given this direction, but what if I personally have a better idea? Am I willing to take the risk mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. giving it life? You know, yeah. And it's better to take the risk and fail even necessarily, but still say yeah, but I took the risk. I didn't take the easy route. Yeah, and I think I, that's always worth it. Yeah, and like. You remember other TV shows like Project Runway, and then you see mm-hmm. the designer go home because they're like, they're like, they did something that was outside of their what did not what something they didn't want to do, and then they're like they feel devastated because they went home on something they hated. It was like some yeah. nasty thing they put together and put down the runway. They hated it. Even if someone out there liked it, they hated it and they felt shitty because of it. It's like much better to go down in this like ball of flames because you did it on you lit yourself on fire. It's way more yeah. fun, and you took some people down with you. It's even better. So it's like quite literally. It's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. There was a lot of dangerous stuff on our show. I mean, that was dangerous. I love that. That was oh my god. Yeah, the split on the chairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there was yeah. a lot of crazy shit. There was a lot. It's a show. It's a fucking show, man. Ugh, we love this show. Is um. So wait, I want to kind of circle back to what you were referencing before. The look you went home on. Mm-mm-mm. On mm. the show, you were very 
strong in saying I am behind this look. I made this look. It's constructivism. It's it's fabulous. How does it feel? Did you watch that episode first of all? Did I didn't you watch, watch it. Back? I didn't. I didn't watch it. Oh, I yeah. was like, I don't want to watch this. I went home. It's so yeah. sad. This is not. Who, what does she say about her French vanilla fantasy or whatever? Yeah, it's not like that whole thing. Oh, oh yeah, Valentina. Yeah, fantasy. yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. It's not my fantasy. It's not yes, my yes, fantasy. Yes, yes. Yeah, I don't want to watch it because I'm like, no, in my mind, I won. So mm-hmm. yeah, I haven't watched it yet. But I stand behind it still. Like I was still proud of it. Like. Like the details, I think people don't notice the details. I'm so proud of the details, like the little rice yeah. texture in the bottom, and like, like I just I was really proud of it. And like I don't know, if people mm. got it. Did you guys get it? Like that I put the yeah. fire, and then the co- the chicken got cooked, and it became mixed together with the. Did you get it? The, <laughs> uh, maybe not the, that much. Okay, 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 okay. You got over my I mean, head. We got with the, the chicken. egg in the back. Like we yeah. get yeah. all that. Yeah. Uh, we, we got the we sriracha. Saw the rice. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, okay. It was. Uh, it seemed like to us. It wasn't necessarily about your look. It, it turned into a, um, a producer's episode where they were like, well, we need to get rid of the next queen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It and was, it's it like, was oh, let's do Jeannie because mm-hmm. we have this storyline for yeah. Jeannie to go home. She's calculating and she miscalculated this time. Uh, yeah, it was like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, because my look was certainly not the worst. Like Bandits was right. horrifying. I hated it. Yeah. And Va- and was- Vanda's was awful. They were both terrible. They were the worst. Yeah. They were bad. Sure. And like some yeah. of that, they brought that stuff with them. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> right. They right. chose to yeah. bring. We have like limited space in our suitcases, and this is what they brought with them. So yeah, that to me is like oh double failure. You know, like <laughs> that's like mm-hmm. bad. But you know, I think you're right. It is like a it was like a production decision, and it was like um, I didn't do well in the lip sync. I was like I wasn't like you know I wasn't like colorful and character like in my in my personal thing but also mm-hmm. <coughs> also it was just time we have it, we have it, queen's got to go home someone's got to go home each week so yeah um, mm-hmm. it was not the most successful like like collection i guess and also they were i think they were looking for something different from the outfits like they said they didn't want like a mascot but they kind of wanted a mascot they wanted you to come in like in the outfit to look like the dish and my Con- I don't know if it came through in the episode, but my concept was that it was uh, a really like avant-garde interpretation, like an avant-garde runway from some weirdo designer who, we got yeah. That. yeah, so that yeah, was like what I was going for. And I was like, this is like, and I wrote for, and my, because you have to write a description for the judges to see what you're doing. So oh. usually it's like a little concept line or like a name or whatever. Some people do just some basic thing, like a, the, like a three word description of their look. For me, I went into the concept and wrote it always. So this one I wrote like a whole uh, buyer's list for each of the items. So it was like um, fried chicken or like scr- like a like you know chicken spicy chicken obi belt, da da da, and I gave a price mm-hmm. for it. And so I did that oh. for each item, and I was like you know fr- and I was like that was what I wanted it to, to feel like. Um, so I was proud of it. I think that rice texture is gonna be like a thing. Some some designer, some real designer, needs to pick mm-hmm. that up and like make something out of it and then give me credit. Fly me down yeah. to the show in New York or Paris or whatever, and I'll be there for it. Yeah, like me. Yeah, and, no big deal. Yeah, me and Anna Wintour and like Andre Leon Tale, like sitting there and like looking at it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, I came up with that trend, and then they're like, Yeah, we know, we watched Drag Race Thailand season two. <laughs> well, that and the the sort of like, I mean, I know you haven't watched the episode, but the way that like your elimination was framed in terms of obviously you remember because you were there, but. What they show is art saying, you know, you you always stick to your point of view and like you 
um, you're very clear in your point of view. Like it, it, it didn't feel like an elimination of like, oh, you fucked up. It was just like you're a unique energy that, you know, maybe didn't mesh with this with this challenge. challenge mm-hmm. But it was like there was nothing wrong with you. And it was, and I mentioned that because it was this very specific. I don't know, like, is it this, like, kind of, hey, you didn't really fuck up. It's just in this space, this might not be right. what we're looking for. Right. Your approach didn't work this time, but yeah. your yeah. approach is fabulous. That's yeah. A, that's what I, that's what I, not to be delusional, but I did feel like that as well. Like, maybe yeah. I was trying to talk myself up and rationalize and make myself feel better, but I felt like that too. I was like, she says, she says, you always take the modern approach, or like, maybe interpreting it the most modern way wasn't the best idea this time. But I'm like, that's mm-hmm. like that's a wonderful thing to say to me on my way out, you know? Yeah. Like yes. I'm really proud yeah. of that. Yes, it's the most modern. And look at what everyone else wore. Not the most modern. Yeah. So goodbye, other five queens. Whatever. So like, <laughs> right. I will leave on this note with my chicken outfit. Yeah. With my fried <laughs> yes. chili chicken basil outfit with an egg and some chili sauce, because I always have some chili sauce. So it was like mm. you know, there's a little bit of American flair in there as well in the recipe. There you yeah. go. Birds yeah. on the runway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dead birds. Um, yeah. Speaking of approaches, so one of the other questions we had was during the, not, it wasn't the movie challenge. It was like mm. the spooky telenovela one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, where you, I guess the dolls come to life, right? Yeah. So the the whole drama with <clears throat> that, because there was like the international team and then there was, uh, you know, the Thailand mm-hmm, team. Mm-hmm. And the international team got shade because... I, they they framed it that you changed the script. Yeah, yeah. What what happened? So basically, uh, when they gave us the script, the way the teams were assigned, we were lucky that we got placed the way we did, because all the queens who only spoke Thai were in one team, and the queens who only spoke English or spoke Thai and English were together. So we were quite lucky. All ten of us were quite lucky to be in the teams we were in, because otherwise we all would have been in trouble. We were a mess. So our team decided to go for the challenge in English. So when they gave us the the script, they had translated it in English, but it was Google Translate of the Thai script. Yeah. So then I, being a writer, because that's my job that I get paid for, um, after we kind of decided which roles we would take, I took the script home, and then it was my job to, like, over the overnight, like, rewrite it into a script, write every single joke, every single line that everyone said, and turn it into something funny that landed. Like, it couldn't just be like, oh, she says X, Y, Z, so I have to make it, like, polish up the English. I had to craft every single joke. And then while I was doing it, I was like, you know what? This is kind of, some of the characters are kind of boring. So I gave, like, I turned Bandit's ghost into kind of like a lesbian who's aggressive. And like, (laughs) I turned like, you know, like, I like, I like did some tweaks to it, but everyone was like happy with it because everyone got more funny lines. I made my, I made mine a little bit more sassy. Like I made different characters a little bit more. I made Mm -hmm. Angelie a little bit more hateful towards, um, towards Vonda's character, like, sure. mm-hmm. like, shut the fuck up for once in your life. Like, just, like, some some <laughs> things, like, like there was, like, some racial stuff, like, her calling her something about caucasity. Like, it was, like, thing, like little jokes in there. And then the team, mm-hmm. of course, we took some of them out as well. The change that happened, though, the actual change was that we all agreed as a team, like, this is a group decision. I didn't change this part. But we would change the ending to mean that um, instead of uh, Angelie's character just being a lot like the sidekick, it was that Angelie's character hired the three ghosts to scare off the the Vonda character. That was like the one oh. main change we did. So we were like, oh, oh wow. Y'all wanted a twist. Yeah, right? yeah. So, yeah. We were, so we were like, oh, that'll be fun. And maybe that's part of the challenge. Maybe they wanted us to come up with something unique. And so we did. And then we got to the set. The director's like, no, 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 no. You're not changing anything. So, <laughs> so, so we're like, well, shit. 
And then Mocha panicked. Like, Mocha panicked, like, sweating, oh. like, oh. oh. But she had, like, two lines, so calm the fuck down. So, like, <laughs> you know, like, get it's over it. a lot of drama it. for safe. Yeah. 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 So, I was like, okay, you just screaming and being a baby over there. Like, in ca- like the character was that. That's all you got. So, don't tell me, you know? So, yeah. we so- did, yeah, we did, we, we had to change it back, but it was, like, a really easy change. Like, okay. and then, you know what was really hard on the challenge? The hardest part in the challenge was, we're doing this in English and the whole crew is like Thai speaking. So we're not getting any, no one's laughing at us. No one's like, oh it's like dead silent. And we're just like being clowns, like ghost clowns and like ridiculous. The other, we could hear, we could hear the other team doing theirs and everyone was like laughing and like the whole 50 wow. crew is like loving it and eating it up. And we're like, oh shit, we're going to, we walked out of there. All five of us were like, we're going to lip sync tomorrow. We're lip syncing tomorrow. Oh, we're going to wow. be a five way lip syncing. is going to suck. <clears throat> then we won. We were like, oh shit, we won because ours was better. Ours was funnier. Ours took more teamwork. Mm-hmm. It took more effort. We put more stuff into it. It was mm-hmm. just, it was better in a couple of different ways. They were both sloppy. They're both ridiculous. But sure, yeah, we noticed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Colin yeah. especially, yeah. Colin especially hated. I think most of what what was shown in that yeah, episode. Yeah. I I thought it was all very campy and very 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 funny. Yeah. Uh, it, just especially that first scene between the friend yeah, and the yeah. main person on both mm-hmm. sides. I, it, it to me, it just read so camp. And yeah, I, I like ate it. Scary, up. scary movie Thailand, like 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 yes, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Scream, scream Thailand. Yeah, yeah. Scream. Now I have to ask: Are you responsible for Vanda's line of the ghost of her saying they want to eat my pussy? Yes, that Is was that me. You? That was me. Yeah. That was me. I wrote that for her because I was like, okay, we, so I'll make, so I'll make, we're, I'll we're make, and clapping, <laughs> I'll, our make I'll make Bandit the aggressive, like, lesbian bride who, like, is like, want to eat her pussy. And then I, was, yeah. then, I then I came back and put that line for Vonda where she's like, oh, then what are you, so that's, yeah, this is the kind of stuff that I put in, that I, little, my little Easter eggs that I put into the script. And, like, oh. nobody gives me, I don't get any kind of Emmy or Academy Award for this work. Nothing. For, for well, screenwriting. Okay. Oh, we'll give it to you, Jeannie. Like, come we'll on. give it to you. Oh, <laughs> you thank you, Jeannie. That was my favorite line in, in the scene. That was so funny. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. I feel appreciated. Yeah. I'm going to reenact Sally Field's famous speech from whatever award show that was, whatever year that yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We like you. We really like you. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's how I feel now, okay? It's very yeah. validating. I feel Good. like my drag career has been worth something now. Finally. <laughs> Finally in this moment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, my man. God. Uh, you know, so we I, talking with Drag Race girls and like kind of living in RuPaul's Drag Race world for so long. We, we've heard a lot about how RuPaul is in mm-hmm. relation to the contestants. But we also hear the opposite or just how great it is between Pangina and Art and the girls. And I'm wondering uh, what your experience is with them. Are How how connected are you with them? And how almost like how motherly are they to mm-hmm. you during filming, after filming, etc.? During filming, definitely. They're, they both come in, like, as soon as the episode fil- finishes filming, they come into the dressing room, they're like the, our changing room and workroom. They come talk to us in person and, like, give us feedback on how we could do better, tell us what they loved wow. about what we're doing, like, they come and talk to us openly. So it's, like, it's very, mm. you feel very, like, art changes completely. Like, it's, like, a 180 turn, right? Because she's so fierce and so, like, you know, so very, like, Glenn Close on stage or whatever. Like, mm. you know, so mm-hmm. she's, like, that, like, yeah. you know, yeah. And then she then she comes down and she's, like, motherly and friendly. And that's her real personality is a sweetheart, right? 
And Pangina said as well, she's like, not drag mom, but like drag older sister. And she comes and tells us like, bitch, you were doing that. That was stupid. That was, you know, like she tells the truth and challenge us to, to, to be better. I remember the, like a great piece of advice that Pangina told me that really reflects the Thai drag race runway um, versus the US runway. She said, as soon as you can bring a poem to life on stage, that's when you've won. So it was like these oh. kind of these kind of meaningful feedback that you can take and you can be like, that is like Confucianism. That's like mm-hmm. beautiful. You can take that and run with it and you can really like get inspired by real, real feedback they're giving you. After the show, yeah. they're both, of course, like very much part of our lives. Like Pangina, I talk to once every once in a while. Um, we see each other when we crisscross paths. Like we saw each other in LA. Um, mm. Art, I haven't talked to as much, but I feel like she's like, She's awesome. Her t- she has other TV shows she's doing. She's very busy. Right. Um, yeah. I hope I go. I, I go to Thailand more and see her. Like I've seen when girls have shows there and art will come out. I'm like, oh, I'm jealous. I didn't get to see you. And so you know, like I do feel like they're having like their world over there, and I'm st- I still I don't live there, but I'm close enough. So, yeah. um, they're very supportive, and we have that connection open for sure. And we're kind of mm. like competitive too. We kind of challenge each other. Like I see Pangina doing something and I'm like, I better do that too or do something yeah. better. So it's kind of like a, like we're all pushing each other to do, to do more and find more opportunities. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. Um, I've been assuming that there's, have there been talks about season three of Drag Race Thailand? Is that, is that definitely happening? Have you heard anything? Um, I have not heard details. I know that, I don't know if it's for sure set or not. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's like a sure thing yet. I think it's like, wow. it, it, could, it could happen. It could not happen. Um, I think that there are business things involved and not just in terms of funding the show itself, but what do what does that company do with Queens afterwards? Because mm-hmm. their model, their model is very much like, um, they produce the face as well. So the face yeah. is like the, oh. the Thai version of the face and they're able to monetize those models in a very smart way. So it's like they cre- it's like Disney Channel, right? You create the stars and then you same with what Drag Race in the US does. You create the stars, you manage the stars, you put the stars out, you you met like, you know, Voss events is doing all these events and da, da, da. so it's like it's all a big system. So they're able to do that with modeling because there's a lot of opportunities for modeling and that kind of stuff in Thailand. For drag, I don't know if they've found enough opportunities yet for what to do with the queens once they've created the stars it's not the same as in the u.s so it's like a whole i think it's that i can imagine some like puppet master business person up top like thinking about the stuff but like there's no question about how valuable the show is to our community in thailand and in asia and the world Mm -hmm. but but you know more but definitely in asia so i hope that they do create the next season for that reason even if it's like a passion project or out of like love and if it if it just breaks even like that's 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 enough i feel like because they have other stuff yeah. that's driving business interest this is the colorful this is the interesting one like modeling okay mm. whatever but like you know mm. like us we're like ugh, amazing all of us are yeah <laughs> yeah and and the show itself is doing so much for the queer community but just it keeps pushing boundaries i think even more than drag race does mm-hmm. Uh, it just I, we noticed that trans visibility was highlighted this season, not just by cast members, but also by Pan Pan's May the Best Human Win. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We're assuming that's all very intentional, considering our climate right now and like this growing awareness of violence against trans people. Mm-hmm. Um, we the the weird thing we noticed is that kind of lens, but then she male is kept in the show. Yeah, yeah. So there is that interesting uh, juxtaposition, I guess, or I guess paradox. 
in that gender expression and uh, gender sex, all, all, all of your identity issues, all of your identity differences are all accepted. Everyone is accepted. Everyone is valid. Everyone's allowed to participate in this art form. Everyone's a human being with dimension and feeling and, and reality and a story. Um, Amen. At the yeah. same time, mm-hmm. all of it is not necessarily that serious. So it's like, mm. okay, it's mm. like, you know, like you can make a joke like, well, hello, gentlemen. And it's like not a big problem because yes, Angelie and, and Candy are trans. They were born as boys. Now they're diff- they're girls. They're different. Like it's, it, it's very much like, mm-hmm. it's so, it's so familiar to society in Thailand and so comfortable and so open that these jokes mm-hmm. are, don't become, um, they don't become like um, offense, what, like, like a outrage culture. It doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. I was gonna yeah, say culture. I was gonna say offense porn. That's not a thing either, though. Yeah, like, it might be. I mean, <laughs> well, like, I am offended, and then like, yeah. whoa, yeah. like to your, to your top off. <laughs> yeah, the orgasm is how offended you are. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But yeah. there's like the, the outrage culture, the cancel culture is like not there, and I. I love that. I love that we don't have yeah. that. It's like, I'm so mm-hmm. tired of that stuff. It's so boring. It's so such a it's tricky boring. balance. Yeah. I think with drag in particular, right? Like you just said, like there, it's not taking any of it too seriously. Mm-hmm. It's recognizing like, you know, even RuPaul says, don't take any of this too seriously. Yeah. And, and drag is all about exposing those things and not following those rules. Yeah, and yeah. It's such a weird time now where like, drag like that is like the at the heart of it but now drag is starting to exist more and more in a in a regulated space yeah and yeah. so like what happens what has to change the more you yeah know? the more mainstream it is the more uh, kind of quote-unquote woke people mm-hmm, are which mm-hmm. is a term I'm, I'm like starting to hate for, for especially for white people mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. it's it's becoming this thing of uh it's a habit now and it's uh, because it's so, it, because it's such a habit and almost an addiction <laughs> mm-hmm. to call out people, um, because it gives you something, it, it makes you yeah. feel a certain way about yourself. Yeah. That yeah, it's going into these spaces where it's like, well, you don't understand. Like the the art form is actually there to to expose other yes. things, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like yeah. it does become like a lot of virtue signaling, and like a lot of like mm. it's like gamification of outrage like who can win points yes. on being the most offended on behalf of somebody they've never met before on whatever <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's like i don't know i really love inappropriate jokes i like people who say stupid things and like you know whatever it's not a big mm-hmm. deal it really is not a big deal and it, back to that point about rupaul i've always believed in that statement that rupaul says is uh we're all born naked and the rest is dragon it's not just like oh it's a fun statement about we put on clothes and wigs and makeup, but it really is like none of this is real. If aliens came mm. to visit us, they would be yeah. like, "What is? What is? What are you guys doing? Like, what is this male female nonsense? It's not real. Yeah. Why is this? Yes. What does this yeah. flap of cloth mean that this flap of cloth doesn't mean? Or like whatever, or f- flap of flesh. Like, what is the difference? You're all just yeah. skeletons with brains inside, and you're all gonna die anyway. So yeah, whatever. You know, like I, I yeah. think about that. Like the aliens would be like, "What is? What is all this stuff? I don't get it." This shade of yeah. pink and this shade of blue, and how did you guys decide this thing? Is this a, no wonder your society is crumbling? They would, they would no wonder we didn't take over. Right, that's right. why we're destroying your planet. So, you know, I just I just saw, and I won't give any spoilers because it just came out. But there's mm. this, um, this the movie Midsummer just came mm. out. It's like a horror movie. The mm. same guy who did Hereditary. I won't spoil anything, but there's the whole there's the whole concept in the movie of what other people do 
in other cultures, in you know, other paradigms mm-hmm. might seem barbaric to us, might seem crazy, might seem wrong, you know, like you know, just like, oh my God, how could you ever do that? But then they might look at our like Western culture and mm-hmm. think, oh, well, you like put your old people in nursing homes yeah. and your insurance it costs too much money for people and they die right. because they can't get health care. Like right. that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But to us, like we exist like, oh, that's just normal. That's just what you do. Yeah. And so it's it's like it I think to your point on a larger level, it's like all of these paradigms are just kind of spinning in circles and then will eventually end none of it's actually real yeah yeah yeah. and then the more people stick to one of those things and try to be like this is the new system the worse off we'll be then like it's exactly that point of like the more mainstream it gets the more um the more people like to stick on to it and try to make it into something that is a system of some sort that we have to live by now from now on we're living by this system and it's like Mm -hmm. let's replace the old system with the new system instead of realizing that the system was something we created and it was never there to begin with. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And so long as you create, like, here is the one model for how everything has to be, mm-hmm. then you're always going to create the Yeah, of course, of, of course. You're wrong. Right. Right. Yeah. And they'll right. rebel against Gosh, that. we sound like libertarians or something. I'm, like, really scared right now. I know. We're new I'm Green Deal really realists. nervous. Like, I'm very nervous yeah. for all of us. Where have we come <laughs> yeah. now? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, I might be a communist. I don't know. Yeah. I think there's some BuzzFeed quiz I have to take to yeah, find out. Yeah, probably. Yeah. That sounds accurate. I think that's probably valid and true and, yeah. you know, new media. You yeah. Know. yeah, I could live with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jeannie, just some easy questions to mm. kind of wrap up this uh, this little kiki that we have. So, um, I don't know. We are, we're big kind of movie queens, pop culture queens. I'm wondering if there's any type of movie characters or anything um, you growing up that was formative in kind of who you are either as a person or Mm. that's informed your drag. I know that like I'm very informed by, uh, you know, the Devil Wears Prada or Mm -hmm. Mae Mortobito in A League (laughs) of Their Own, you know, things like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think like Aqua and toy the box band? yeah aqua the band uh, yeah, i love uh-huh. aqua i love the world of aqua i love that like cartoony high-pitched sweet like cl- like caricature world and all the bands yes. of like all the music of um all the music of that genre like that euro dance kind of like mm-hmm. bubblegum dance thing like the 90s thing i love all of that and um and then of course like ddr ddr culture like I was oh. like really shaped by DDR stuff like that that oh that's awesome bubblegum colorful crazy high speed like that that sort of thing and like other things like Nickelodeon shows like Real Monsters um, mm-hmm. like how kind of gritty and kind of dark some of those cartoons were from that time period right like, Ren and Stimpy sh- was like yeah, insane I know and like there you watch that and you're like oh my god like that was a kids show like just you see like. <laughs> the corners of it and you're like this even Rugrats has like a little bit of edge sometimes like in yeah. even weird ways and you're like wow like these people made this so that kind of stuff I think shaped me as a kid um, and that like has reflected in my drag later like definitely in video games definitely um, definitely that kind of that kind of like um, playful stuff is, for sure goes into my drag Mm, yeah oh, I, I when I was um, I don't know probably somewhere in the era of figuring out I was gay so we're gonna say like nine to 13 you know i listened to so much (laughs) months yeah nine to yeah exactly Mm -hmm. uh yeah not months exactly it didn't take long um yeah my mom said what is it he said uh homosexual no boy or girl um so yeah (laughs) hey girl yeah so (laughs) 
get all this amniotic fluid off of me. It's yeah. disgusting. Um, so when I, <laughs> yeah, I want out of this. No more with this vagina business. And so, uh, but that, you know, when I was like, you know, 10, 11, 12, whatever, I was listening to so much of that Euro dance music. I just, I love, like, I totally, like, yes, there is something about all of that that is, it's ridiculous. And mm-hmm. Aqua, I feel like, was was in on the joke. Mm-hmm. They knew what they were yeah. doing. Oh, I didn't get the joke at the time, but now yeah. looking back, it's like, oh, they get it. They, they were winking and it. nodding. Yeah. 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 And like, you yeah. know, like I, I'm hesitant to say this after the whole Met, Met Gala thing, but I think that's what campy was. That's campy, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm oh, questioning yeah. my own understanding of that term, but I think Aqua was campy. And like that whole genre was like ridiculous over the top. It was like, Completely. Yeah. In quotes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It was in quotes. There's no question. There's no question. Yeah. It's like meta. Yeah. It's like making fun of itself. Even now there's a new genre called PC music, which I love. I love PC music. Um, it's like the DJs, Danielle Harl, AG Cook, Sophie. Like there's a, it's like this collection of these different artists who make this super high pitched, um, really over the top bubblegum dance music that's making fun of bubblegum dance music. And it's yeah. like, oh, wow. it's very like, um, you should listen to the song Hey Cutie by, uh, mm-hmm. by Cutie. It's like, it's like all, fa- it's like all fake um, characters and like, it's really over the top. And it's like, I feel like it's a resurgence of that kind of music and it has that flavor to it, but it's like for a very current time period. Um, it's making fun of pop and it's at the same time, mm. it's like undeniably pop. It's like, wow. it's fun. So like right. I choose a lot of those tracks to do my lip syncs too. Oh, and and that, what a great segue uh, mm-hmm. to your favorite lip sync song. What is your what is your go to <sighs> lip sync? My go to, I don't even know right now. Oh, you know what? It is Hey Cutie. Hey Cutie is one of my go tos. Okay. Barbie Girl is for sure one of my go tos. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Doctor Jones, uh, Tarzan and Jane mm-hmm. by Toy Box. Um, what else? Recently, I did. Um, this was not a go to for me, but I did. A, I did a version of a hundred percent pure love. By Crystal oh, Waters. Yeah. Oh, we love that song. Yeah, yes. and then like I do Venga Boy songs. I do so it's like I do a lot of like '90s stuff. Yeah, I just like yes. I love '90s. I just love the '90s flavor and the vibe, and I love '90s like um, Ace of Base, like mm-hmm. '90s. Oh, speaking Colin's language. Yeah, yes, that's like my yes. favorite world. And like yes. remixes of those songs are so good nowadays. Like I'm just like, oh my god, it's amazing. <laughs> oh, there's so, I, I yeah I I will not queen out for the next hour on Ace of Base, but what I <laughs> I love about them is like they all of their songs are like you know every song there's like there's a part that's like your favorite part of the song mm-hmm, there's some mm-hmm. part of the chorus they're like god that's good they yeah. will do that part over and over and over they're like we're gonna do your favorite part of yeah, the song yeah yeah all repeatedly. the way through yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah yeah and then we're gonna do a key change and do yeah. it again yeah. and I just it's I appreciate like, that. Yeah, it's just like the, just the top layer of the animal style fries, like for the whole fries. Just like mm-hmm. that little mushy yeah. part for the whole yes. thing. Yes, yes. I'm part. just eating, yeah. It's mm-hmm. just muffin tops. It's just muffin tops, yeah. endless muffin tops. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Finally. Cupcake tops. Yeah. Finally, yeah. somebody appreciates the muffin top. <laughs> yeah, yeah, finally, a place for the muffin top. <laughs> I'm so happy we found it. We found yeah. it. Yeah. We found yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was Ace of Base, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, God. Uh, all right, so lip syncs out of the way. Um, what's what's next for you? What's your Where are you going? Okay, next is in September, I will be at DragCon New York, so that's going to be fun times. Uh, um, and then I'm headlining Austin International Drag Fest in November. 
alongside Ooh. artist and Lucy Stool. So I'm really excited about that one. Oh wow! Yeah, so I'll be back oh, in the US. I, a couple oh my times. god, Lucy Stool! I I just met Lucy Stool. Uh, no, excuse me, I met Lucy Balls. Lucy Stool mm. uh, is is a queen to to meet and to perform. Yeah, with. So, uh, I'm yeah, excited to meet her. Mm-hmm. We've like yeah. chatted a little bit, like on comments and whatever. But I'm like, oh my god, these like people who have such. There, I mean, these are like when I, as I'm entering this world of uh, post Drag Race Thailand, I'm like, I feel so lucky to be in the same space as some of these people who are have built up their own following, are legends in their own right, have done all the stuff, have conquered so many different challenges of their own, and I'm like, oh my god, I get to like be next to that person and get to like be in a dressing room with that person and I get to take a photo with that person. That person watched my show. Like it's just like, <gasps> wow, yeah. it's it's quite crazy. Yeah, oh, but I think it's it makes me think of you know there's um there's some conversation in like season three of Drag Race where you know there's like Raja who is you know the seasoned queen, mm-hmm. Shangela who's you know you know still fairly new at that point, and like from Shangela's point of view, it's like yeah, but we're all here. Doesn't matter what took to get here. Doesn't matter how long you've been in the game. We mm-hmm. all made it to this point, and so yeah. we're all equals in that respect. Yeah, and yeah, I feel yeah. like it's. It's similar. Like, you're there with them. Like, yeah. you're headlining it with them. It's just as valid. So, but I know that feeling of like, oh my God, I know who you are. And yeah, now I'm yeah. with you in this yeah, room. Yeah. It's, and now I'm pushing this shit aside so I can have space for my stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get over there. <laughs> now move your shit. Yeah. I have a lot of makeup. I don't know where you think I came from far away to be here. So I need like this yeah. space. Hello. I had an international <laughs> flight. Excuse me. So that's going to be. I, <laughs> I love the model for just embracing the diva. I just, yes, I love it. Yeah, I have to teach myself to be that person. It's very unnatural for me. It's very difficult. Yeah, yeah. Just like faking it till you make it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Jeannie, where um, uh, where can people find you if they want more of you than just this interview? Well, they can find me on Instagram at wishforgenie. That's spelled out with letters. W-I-S-H-F-O-R-G-E-N-I-E. And um, people can DM me with their wishes because I'm doing this thing. I'm doing this thing recently where I take people's wishes and like post them as a little graphic, and I oh. repost them for good luck. And it's like fun because number one, it tricks Instagram's like algorithm because lots of DMs come in, and so my stuff will get more popular. Number two, mm-hmm. it's just a nice thing to do for the world to send out nice little wishes from people, and some of them are quite touching. So I'm like, okay, this is like a meaningful thing I get to do. Um, they can see me. Um, at their uh, at the at the two big events too. Like if anyone's coming out to Drycon New York, anyone comes out to Austin International, um, I'd love to see people there. And uh, I think that's it. But you know, you can always stalk me. Like come here to Singapore and see me. Um, that's yeah. what people can do. I'm ready. Yeah. To, I'm I'm like Jenna Maroney ready for a stalker. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, like, you're basically leaving the door open. Just come in. Watch me sleep. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, I don't exactly. Want, yeah. <laughs> and don't do anything. Don't touch me. But no. just watch. Just take yeah, pictures. Yeah, yeah. You can smell my breath. You know, it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. Just don't yeah. touch. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, well, we hope to uh, to meet you in person when you get to New York. That would uh, be lovely. Let's do it. Yeah, we would love that. If if not at DragCon, then we'll certainly take you out for dinner or a drink afterwards, or come see you wherever you're performing that night or that week. That would be amazing. Yeah, I'll be there for like a week and a half ish or so, like two weeks or so. Oh, so we'll definitely okay. have time. Oh. Yeah, it'll be fine. Oh good. I oh, have to make it right. worth it, right? Because if I'm like, oh, I'm flying all the way over here, I better be here for a right. while. Like, stay put. Right. Yeah, you can't travel yeah. that fast. Yeah. You're crazy. <laughs> I have a question for you guys, actually. Yeah, sure. Okay, our season of Drag Race Thailand, 
which season of Drag Race US does it most remind you of? Wow, good question. Ooh. Da, na, 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 na. I'll put the music in right now. Um, There's so many twists. I mean, y'all wanted a twist. Eh? Um, I'm, okay, so we have. Okay, so I'm I'm thinking about the front runners and the theme of the season, right? Because you had this like huge twist at the end where people come back, which makes me think of season seven. But you mm-hmm. also had like a very strong front runner from the start, Angela, or as RuPaul would say, Andale, which Andale I'm still Andale. angry about. <laughs> still angry about it. Um, yeah. That makes me think of like a season eight. Uh, or like even a season six, but definitely a season eight. Um, uh, oh, somebody got eliminated. Somebody got kicked off. Mm, Ooh. Yeah. Season four, season four is like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Season four. Yeah. Um, man, you know what? I think, I think I'm going to think about overall theme mm-hmm. of like season two really coming into its own because I think season one was more of a celebration and an exploration, right? Mm -hmm. You had this um, smaller cast where it was like, what's this going to, is this going to work out? Is we want to make sure all of these Queens are successful season two. We're going to make sure all these Queens are successful, but we're okay with some twists and turns. We kind of know what's going to happen. The production level went way up. Um, I'm going to say that that season two of drag race Thailand to me is like um is like a season five okay. or a season mm-hmm. six. Yeah. Okay, where, okay. where there were a lot of great talent that was showcased and it was when the show started to come into its own. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I'd say similarly of like season four. Like I do think there's a season two similarity of just like the up leveling from yeah. one to the other. But I think, you know, season four, it's like there's controversy, there's iconic queens, there's the winner is kind of a tide shift in the drag mm. race, mm. Yes, uh, you know, good point, paradigm. Paul. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, th- I think there's a lot, there's a lot there. And also just the fact that like the season itself is, we talk a lot about how drag race, certainly RuPaul's Drag Race, I think Drag Race Thailand a little bit less is there's like the reality competition version of Drag Race and the Mm. reality TV show version. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, I would say like season, you know, I think think that RuPaul's Drag Race is so much more the reality TV show, certainly now, and the twists and turns that happen in season four, um, you know, kind of reflect that. I think Drag Race Thailand season two started to pick some of that up, you know, where it wasn't just about the competition. It was about... um, you know, things happening between the queens. It was about, like... Mm, the reality um, show. Reality show stuff. And I, yeah. I think you could sort of see that coming out, but not as produced, you know? Yeah, yeah. And if they if they do have a season three, I think they're going to be really, like... They're not going to fake the produced storylines, but they will follow mm-hmm. them a lot more. They'll probably film it in, in a way that's more like Drag Race US to be able to achieve that kind of editing style. Yeah, I see. Um, yeah. And then eventually it'll become, like, season six, which is, like, whoa, like a blur of production. It was like yeah. you have to watch oh, yeah. the episode twice to like absorb all the layers of storytelling they're doing. Definitely. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. it'll, it'll be like that eventually. But I, I was I was glad to be on like the one of the transition episodes, I guess, or transition seasons to like you see kind of things you kind of start to see the seams, but you see like where they're headed to. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like I uh, yeah yeah yeah. Well, I am very hopeful um, 
for more Drag Race Thailand. Yeah. And, we just um, love it. We just yeah, love it. Just, and when everybody, when any, whenever anybody is like, oh, what season of Drag Race should I watch? I'm like, well, you should actually be watching Drag Race Thailand. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what you yeah. should be watching right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, and exactly. for everybody who's like burnt out on RuPaul's Drag Race, I'm like, oh yeah. my God, all these all-star seasons, season 11 yeah, is yeah. too much. <clears throat> to me, the antidote is Drag Race Thailand. Oh, like completely, that reinvigorated completely. my love for mm, this Yeah, thing, Kun Art you know? and Pangina. I, we, I, I can't express this enough on our podcast, and I'm going to express it to you, Jeannie. It's just how how much warmth we get from them as hosts and how important it is for a host to feel really authentic or really campy. Um, like the, Pangina, as, as you'll hear, she wins Best Supporting Actress throughout the season mm -hmm. because she, <laughs> every episode she has some iconic moment. Yeah, and yeah. We, I think that's like part of the magic of Drag Race Thailand is Pan Pan and Art and how they just kind of co-host together. One of them is kind of the bigger queen, right? Our, uh, Kun Art is like Kun Art. And then you have Pan Pan. You're like, oh, my God, but you're fucking phenomenal every episode. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. And then their outfits. I'm like, when I see their outfits too, I'm just like, oh, how did you get to that level of excellency? Oh, it's, uh, yeah, it's God. it really. I mean, <laughs> you know, I I wrap a towel around myself, and that's about the level of ex yeah. excellence that I get to with drag. So well, that'll win you one one episode. Yeah, you know, yeah, it yeah, will. Yeah, yeah, a, yeah. a towel dress will work. Yeah, yeah especially if you do a um, reveal and it's a smaller towel, like a different towel oh, underneath. Yeah, so I've got a good. whole like a bunch of towel. towels. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. That's nice. yeah, yeah. And then it's just a makeup wipe. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. it's like a cum rag, if you will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you yeah. will. If you will, <laughs> if you need. Uh, oh, man. My God. man. I got to say, Jeannie, our wishes have come true. Thank you for oh, granting right. our wish of this yeah. interview. We yeah, really, really you. appreciate it. It has thank been you for so fun. Me. Oh, oh no! It is really our our pleasure, uh, honestly. So um, we're actually going to wrap up the episode. We still have some um, technical stuff to talk about uh, with after uh, with you about uh, the recording, but we're going to end the episode here, Marys. If you have any questions for Jeannie, obviously reach out to Jeannie uh, at Wish for Jeannie. Um, you can DM her your wishes, uh, or you can find us on Twitter at AllRightMary, or you can email us at AllRightMaryPodcast at gmail.com. And if you want, you can follow me on Instagram at Johnny Also. Uh, and you can get more of me on my podcast in the details, a celebration of nuance. You can get more of me on Twitter at Colin Drucker, Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore, and more of both of us at patreon.com backslash allrightmary, uh, which our matrons would know they would have gotten these recaps of Drag Race Thailand that are coming out right now months ago. So if you want to get a head start on other free exclusive content, not free, but cheap, um, patreon.com backslash allrightmary. Yeah, and, and the Patreon also supports Supports, you know, our efforts to have queens like Jeannie on um, and, and, and have that type of opportunity for us. So we thank all of our existing uh, Matreons um, and, you know, we invite uh, all the more because the more the merrier, if you will. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we normally do a last chance lip sync on our episode, but since you spoke of such, you know, high esteem for Hey Cutie. I think we'll end our episode with uh, Hey Cutie. What do you think, Jimmy? Yeah, Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, play him out, keyboard cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you soon, Marys. Bye. Bye. Yeah.
something I want to 